Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Yeah, I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. And I want to say something here before I begin. I have seen and witnessed a lot of history in my life. And and what I'm going to say today is history in one sense, not in the grand scheme of things, but it's history. Growing up in the 80s, I, I saw the Challenger explode I vaguely remember Ronald Reagan getting shot. I don't remember the event live, but I remember hearing about it and seeing it on the news. I witnessed the Berlin Wall fall. I really did see that. I witnessed Waco. Of course, anybody who grew up in my time witnessed 9-11. That's history. That's reality. That's That's important. You know, that stuff that if you look at back and people say, well, what can you tell me that you saw in your life that matters? Those are some events that matters. <clears throat> Sports has its place. And yes, it is important because it's it's fun and everything like that. But it's not on par with those events. But historically... Sports-wise, keep in mind, it's not anything on par with 9-11, but you know what I'm talking about. What events have you seen in your life sports-wise? And and this is a primarily football podcast, but I'm talking about baseball. I remember watching 1989. I saw the World Series. I was an Oakland A's fan at the time. Still kind of like them, even though, uh, yeah, you know, if you know Oakland now, they're not much of a baseball team. Uh I remember the World Series being rocked by the earthquake. And people were upset. I remember hearing people upset. Well, they're going to have to stop the earth, the, the World Series because the earthquake. People were dying. And people were upset about stopping a baseball game. Uh, but I remember that. I watched the seventh no-hitter of Nolan Ryan's career. I watched uh, Cal Ripken breaking Lou Gehrig's all-time games, uh, consecutive game streak. I remember that. I was sick. And my parents left me home when they went to church. And I was about to go to bed when I turned on ESPN when when they actually played some baseball games at the time. And there it was. And I said, well, I'm going to watch this. Uh, I watched, and I don't know if you call this history because of the steroids thing, but I was at Freed Hardman and I watched uh, – Mark McGuire hit his home run over the over, I believe it's the left field to break Roger Maris's record. I remember watching Barry Bonds break Hank Aaron's record. Again, I don't know if you count that because of the steroids. Hank Aaron and Roger Maris did it without steroids. They did it consistently. They were just that good. You know, football-wise, uh, you know, I, I watched Steve Young do what he did. And uh, against the San Diego Chargers in the Super Bowl, just demolished them. You know, you witnessed some history. Many of you probably witnessed more than that. A few weeks ago, I got to talk to Bill Curry, who who was living history 
as as he played. I mean, the guys that he played behind and guys that he was coached under, it's just amazing. Uh, some of you probably have experienced more history in, in your lifetime than I could ever read about. But reading about it or seeing it on TV is one thing, but experiencing it live is completely different. My wife and I, uh, due to my job, I cannot go to too many games at the Titan Stadium because of being Sunday or Sunday night. I just can't. So most games that I can go to are Thursday night games or sometimes are Monday night games when Titans get them, which are very rare. We typically get Thursday night games, and if it's in Nashville, we're playing the Jaguars. I have seen the Jaguars play so many times. In fact, when I tell my wife that we're going to go to a, a Titans game, she said against the Jaguars because she knows. She knows. I've seen the Colts play. Uh, typically, it's not a good result as a Titans fan, but the Jaguars, on the other hand, I, I got to see them play several times. I don't think I've seen the Jaguars beat the Titans. I have seen a couple of Sunday morning games or Sunday afternoon games where I believe from services and, you know, I get there about the second quarter. Uh, it's pretty neat, pretty neat to see games though, live and, and cold and dark. It's just neat. Well, one game I got to see, and I might've talked about this before, but I was thinking about it today happened uh in 2018 the only game i got to go to at that time and it was the game that the titans played against the jaguars in fact i believe it was december 6th and the titans were up at this point it was the second quarter they were up seven to two against the Jaguars, Titans 6-6, six and six. the Jaguars were 4-8, and eight. and they received the ball at the one-yard line. They're on the Titans' own one-yard line. And i tell you what, uh, I looked at them, and, and I told my wife, I said, they're just going to run, I, I, I said, left, because that's typically, if you want to do a very powerful run, you go you go left due to the blind side back. And I believe at that time it was Taylor Lewan, so they would have had a pretty good uh, guy to run against. Because you're just looking at getting <laughs> you're looking at getting some room. That's all you all you're doing. You don't typically throw because you you run the risk of a quick out where the cornerback will bite on the on the pass and it'd be an easy pick six. It would that wouldn't be any chance. And especially at that time, all you're looking for is maybe two or three yards, another two or three yards, and then you're hoping that you punt without having your punter too far into the end zone. That being said, uh, you know, you, you you don't expect what happened. About 7.15 into the, uh, in, uh, left in the second quarter, Marcus Mariota hands off the ball. Actually, what's funny about this, particular play is Mariota said that he was going to check out of this play and I'm glad he didn't because what happened next is history and I got to witness it no I am not a I don't have to be at the lowest part of the stadium I don't have to be at closest to the field just get me in the stadium I, I've told you this before uh, most of the time I'm up at the tippy top of, of Nissan Stadium close to the fireworks and I get scared to death every time they go off because it doesn't happen very often, but I don't think about it happening. All of a sudden, the stores are, and I hit the roof. 
I'm up looking down at this particular play. The Titans line up basically 11 or well, 10 on the line of scrimmage or, or close to the line of scrimmage and Derek Henry in the backfield. And, of course, with, with the Jaguars, you expect them to play more jumbled up defense closer to the line of scrimmage because they know what's coming. And your goal is to push them back or to stand them up. Or if you if you can get a get a penetration, you want to get either the quarterback or the running back in the end zone, get you another safety. They already got one earlier that day. Another one wouldn't have been a bad, bad problem for them. Well, what happened was when Mariota hands off the ball to Henry, Henry goes to the left and kind of gets in the middle of a mess of people. And I looked at that particular play, and I think, oh, my goodness, he is going to get stuffed, and he's going to get pushed back, and we might get a safety. Well, because of how the defense of the Jaguars bit at that particular play where they might have had seven or eight in the box, if not more, if not this, the safeties had come up, so it might have been even more than that, uh, Henry bounced out. And what happens with a guy as big as Derrick Henry and as fast as Derrick Henry, that bounce out gave him enough separation that if you watch this play, all he has to do is beat one person off the line, and he basically puts this guy in the ground. And funny, I have pictures up on the wall. If you were to come into my office, I have my, my college degree. I have Eddie George's jersey uh, signed. I have Titan stuff. I have a picture of John Snyder. Uh, I have pictures of my family. I have my article I wrote about my son after he committed suicide. And I have a picture of Derrick Henry stiff-arming a Jaguar uh, defender. He beats him, this guy, off the line, goes down several more yards, and stiff-arms another Jaguar into the ground. And the names have been changed to protect their uh, their dignity. But he puts this guy into the ground, rushes 99 yards in around less than 10 seconds, and most of that was bouncing out to the left. That guy ran 99 yards in around 10 seconds, if not a little bit more than that. But again, most of it was dodging people. His full speed and his ability to get to that fast of a speed is incredible. He ties Tony Dorsett's record for 99 yards. The only difference, and I'll give this to show you how good Tony Dorsett was. He At this time, he was... The time he broke this or made this record, he was a cowboy. Uh, he was a cowboy running back. Tony Dorsett did that with 10 men playing offense instead of 11. One man did not go on the offensive line or 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 uh, playing uh, wide receiver or whatever it was. He had 10 on 11, and he still broke 99. So that tells you something. But Derrick Henry in this particular play broke 99 yards and just had an amazing game. In fact, Derrick Henry helps the Titans to win 30, 30 to 9. I'm reading this particular article in NFL.com. In this particular game, Derrick Henry runs for 99 yards. Uh, let me see. Let me pull down here and pull this up. And not only does he run for 99 yards, I believe he scores, yes, he scores four touchdowns in that game. And I was reading recently about Henry, about how he owns the Jaguars. Yes, he does. Uh, 
he basically has a second home in Jacksonville. You tend to think of uh, of running backs losing their steam at 30. Derrick Henry will turn 30 this year. I remember telling people when they drafted him, so why did we get a running back in the second round? We we have DeMarco Murray. And I said, just give him time. Derrick Henry started out slow. Eddie George told him, you are better than that. You can do better than that. Just hit, 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 and people will quit hitting you. And, in fact, if it wasn't a couple of years ago, if it wasn't for the fact that he broke his foot, he would have broke, in my opinion, he would have broke the all-time rushing single-season rushing record uh, easily. He was on pace to do that. He is part of the reason why the Titans were dominating for so many years. And it pretty much began at this moment where we started to see just how good he was. So, again, when I say I've seen history, when I say I've seen history, I'm not talking about legitimate history. I'm not talking about uh, world history that shapes lives. I'm talking about I was witness to one of the 99-yard rushes in NFL history, one of two. Uh, so, hey, if you witness this, let me know. If you witness some type of history, let me know at Jeremy underscore McFarland. Uh, follow me, like, and subscribe. And uh, Lord, uh, Lord willing, I'll be back next time to talk more Football with Family podcast. Thank you. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.